forgot an announcement, so I'm going to just briefly say that. You might have seen it in the bulletin next week during Sabbath school hour at 9.30. We have a Kira Hester. They'll be coming and sharing her testimony. She is the one who will be going to Bolivia as a missionary long-term for three years, and our church is blessed to uh, support her. Um, and so we'll be having a prayer session for her next week. But uh, 9.30, she'll be coming here to share her testimony before she leaves the next week. So if you know her, uh, she's from Tierra Santa Church, but we want to support her as well. So um, she'll be speaking at 9.30. So please um, come and listen to her if, she, uh, if you would like to um, hear her story and support her with your prayers. Um, <coughs> so <coughs> I have a few minutes to share <laughs> my <laughs> sermon this morning. Someone said that uh, in a sermon, beginning and end is the most important part. And the next important thing is to make sure that they t th those two are very close to each other. <laughs> and that's very relevant today <laughs> in my sermon. And the Israelites wanted a king. They all wanted a powerful, charismatic, and awesome king like their neighbors, neighbor neighboring nations had. They're like, God, please give us a king. And God gave them a new king. King Saul, who was, was he a, a good king or an evil king? He started off good, but most of his life he was doing the things that God told him not to. And the second king was King David, the greatest king uh, of the whole history of, of Israel. Um, <clears throat> and then after King David, his son Solomon became the next king who actually started off really good. Um, he was the wisest man, as the Bible says, but he started to go down the path, and he became an evil king, doing all the things that God told him not to do. After that, the, the kingdom got divided into two kingdoms, the northern, what kingdom? Israel, and southern, Judah. Do you know how many kings they, they were in total? There were altogether 42 kings, three kings in the United Kingdom and 20 kings in Judah and 19 kings in um, Israel. Um, but then let me just give you a, a little number here. Uh, it may shock you. So Saul was not so good king. David was a good king. Solomon was somewhat mixed king, okay? Now, <clears throat> in the kingdom of Judah, uh, that's southern kingdom. There were altogether 20 kings. Six of them were good. And two were mixed, meaning somewhat of their lives they were good, but then they turned bad or evil uh, in the other parts. And then 12 of them were evil kings, meaning doing the things that they were not supposed to do. In the kingdom of Israel, northern kingdom, there were 19 kings altogether. How many good kings were there? None. <laughs> How many mixed kings were there? There was one, Jehu, who was somewhat mixed, meaning 18 of them, like most of them, were evil kings. That's what happened. So total of 42 kings, seven of them 
were good, and four were mixed, 31 were evil. That was the history of Israel. That's what happened to the northern and the southern kingdom and all together. Now, <coughs> the northern kingdom got wiped out by which kingdom? Assyria. Assyria came down and they wiped out the whole kingdom. And what they did was they moved the people from Israel all over their country. Assyria was a kingdom that is situated modern-day um, Iraq and Turkey. So the northeast part of Israel, that's where they were. And they came down and they took people. And not only them, any place, any country they will go conquer, they will move them around. And they will have a mixed marriage. So that's why we now call them Samaritans, because they were all mixed. Their pure blood from Abraham is all mixed up. But Assyrians would not mix their own people. They would, they would keep their people pure, but they would mix up with all their captives, and they would place them in different places so that they would not rebel against them. That's what, they, what happened. And the problem of Samaritans continued on. No one could figure that out until Jesus came and said, you know, we accept Samaritans as well. And that's what happened to, to Jesus. But before that, the, the southern kingdom, Judah, would hate the northern people, calling them dogs, basically. And they hated the Jews as well. So this is what happened to the northern kingdom. But Assyria, if you read the Bible, of a uh, story of Assyria, um, Assyrians came and wiped out the northern kingdom, and they said, you know what? We are so powerful, we can control everything. We set the boundaries of each country. We are the ones who can control all of your kingdoms. But is that true? They were able to come and conquer northern Israel because they were powerful? No, because God allowed them to do so. That's why they were able to do that. So they said the hands of man can set the boundaries, can control everything. But actually, it is the hand of God that allowed that to happen. And this is what was prophesied in uh, Hosea chapter 1, verse 7. It says, the prophet Hosea made this same prediction, saying that, Yet I will have mercy on the house of Judah, southern kingdom of Judah, will save them by the Lord their God, and will not save them by bow or by the sword for battle or horses or horsemen. So the southern kingdom, Judah, was spared. Assyria wanted to come and conquer them, but you know what happened? King Ahaz bribed Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, said, you know what? We'll give you money. We'll do whatever we want to, we, whatever you want us to do. So we'll, we'll support you. And King um, Sennacherib was like, you know what? Okay, we'll spare you. We'll, 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 we'll leave you. But Northern Kingdom, he wiped out. That's what happened. But about 150 years later, the Southern Kingdom, Judah, was also wiped out by now who? Babylonians. Well, about 150 years of time went by. And, <coughs> and they were thinking, you know what? We, because our tactics, because our, our, our people, we were smart, our military, we were able to spare our lives. 
But it's not because of that. It's not because of they were strong or because of what they were doing. It is because God allowed them to, to remain because of their faithfulness, because of their good kings following the commands that God has given them. For example, Josiah was one of the best kings in the southern kingdom of Judah. And Josiah, and he was one of the last ones. He was the last one of the good kings out of all six of them. And the 30 years of Josiah's time was the best time in southern kingdom of Judah. And there was peace, prosperity, and reformation in southern kingdom because of Josiah. But because Josiah, um, of his death, it, it's another story, but he, because after his death, the kingdom started to go down. And um, in the end, what happened was that Babylon was on the rise, and Babylon came to, to, um, to Judah, and they took them captives in 605 B.C., and that was the first exile, and Daniel went along with them at that time. And um, King Nebuchadnezzar put the third son of Josiah, Mattanias, on the throne and called him Zedekiah. But did, uh, did the people believe or did the people support King Zedekiah? Not so much. First, because he was appointed by a foreigner, King Nebuchadnezzar. So like, you know, you're not our king. You know, like, we didn't throne you. It was somebody else who put you on the throne. So we don't really support you. And second reason, they still thought King Jehoiachin, who was taken captive in Babylon, as their king. Our king is in Babylon. He's in exile. You're not our king. But Zedekiah wanted really, really try hard to win people's hearts. But he wasn't able to do so until the end. And Judah was doing well not only because of Josiah, the king, but they had so many um, prophets that were helping them, like Jeremiah and Hosea and, and so many other prophets that were, that were helping them. And that was basically God's final warning. If you listen to me, if you obey God, then you don't have to go into exile. You'll be fine. But guess what Z Zedekiah does? Does Zedekiah like, listen to Jeremiah? No, he doesn't. Jeremiah kept asking Zedekiah, king, to submit to Babylon. Like, this is God's will. Israel, or Judah, is supposed to go to exile to Babylon. And, and God says, you know, after 70 years, I want to give this land, Jerusalem, sabbatical for 70 years. Because there was so much evil in this land. I want to take you guys out. And 70 years later, I'll bring you back. That was the promise God had prophesied. And Zedekiah said, no, I don't think so. I don't want to believe that. And he really wanted to say that, you know what? We can do it. We can still fight Babylons. And guess what? He wanted to fight Babylon. He asked help from who? From God? No. He actually asks the king of Egypt to come and help him. And they made allies with other neighboring kingdoms like Ammon and um, Moabites and asked other people, including Egyptians, to come and help, him to help them to go fight Babylon. But um, was it successful? No, it was not. So 
the thing is that Zedekiah did not listen to Jeremiah, the prophet, even though there was a clear word of God and prophecy saying that you have to submit to Babylon. If you do that, Jerusalem will not burn. You will not die. Your children will not go through suffering. It will be fine. But Zedekiah said, no, no, I don't want to do that. He went directly against God's word. First of all, because he wanted to show his pride, he wanted to secure his throne, he he, because of his pride, he didn't want to listen to God and say, submit to Babylon. He didn't want to do that. Second of all, there was another reason why he didn't do that. Because there was a guy named Hananiah, a false prophet. He made false promises, saying that, you know what, king? The word of the Lord came to me and saying that in two years, all the articles that were taken, stolen, and taken to Babylon will come back. All the people that are captured, are, are captives in Babylon, will come back in just two years. And Zedekiah was like, oh, you know what? That sounds good. If you can just hang on just two years, everything will come back, and I'll have my country back. I'll have my people back. We'll have the temple back. That's what, they were be- that's what he was believing. But was that the word from the Lord? No, that was not. And Jeremiah said, no, that's not true. This is what God says. But he says, you know what? My pride, my throne, I choose to believe this guy. Just two years. When Jeremiah said, 70 years, you have to submit. What do we go through? Do we sometimes ask help from the world? Like Zedekiah was asking help from, instead of from God, asking help from Egyptians. And believing in the false prophet when there was a clear word. Jeremiah 29.10 says, This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring back to this place. And this is actually the promise that Daniel studied. And he understood the promise and the prophecies. And he said, you know what? And Gabriel came to explain it. Seventy years of prophecy. That's, that's exact the word, the, the, the Bible. And Zedekiah said, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Friends, when there is a clear word of God, what do you believe? Do you believe the word of God? Or do, do you believe in the false prophets? The sugar-coated, something that sounds good, something that is sweet right now, something that you want to listen to, would you rather believe that, or would you rather believe the clear word of God? When the Bible says, this is what you're supposed to do, this is what you, are, what you need to do, submit, listen to God, obey God. But then, would you rather want to cherish your throne, your position, your family, your job, your money, what you have here on earth? What is your choice? The reason why God spared the southern Judah at that time of Assyrians, 185 Assyrians just getting wiped out overnight. As the Bible says, Hosea said, it's not because of their fight. It's not because of they were strong. It is because of God's mercy. The angel of the destruct, destroying angel came and wiped out the whole army of 185,000 soldiers overnight. History says it was because of the mice went around and, and spreading, spreading um, plague. And the whole just all soldiers, 185,000 of them all died overnight. 
And you know what happened? You know why Hezekiah did that? Hezekiah, it was a time of Hezekiah. That's what happened to them. They didn't go even fight, but they defeated Assyrians just like that. Because when that threat came from Sennacherib, he brought the problem to the temple and he opened up the problem. The letter that, that he received went to God and said, God, this is what they're threatening us. They're going to kill us. God, you have to help us. He went and prayed. And then the next, ni- next morning, all the, all, uh, all the soldiers, gone. Dead corpse. What about, on the other hand, similar name, Hezekiah, Zedekiah, similar name. But Zedekiah, on the other hand, was like, no, I don't want to do that. And he kept on fighting, fighting, fighting. 18 months later, after the Babylonians came and, and seizing them, and as they, as they were in siege, because they, were, they couldn't get any supplies, 18 months inside the city of Jerusalem, guess what they were eating? Just like the northern kingdom for three years, they were eating their own children. That was exactly prophesied in the Bible as well. So if you go to Jerusalem, do you see the, te- do you see the building, the, p- the temple, the Herod's temple? Do you see that today? No. Only thing that you see is the temple mound. And Muslim people built their, their mosque there. I think one of the reasons why we don't see it is because of Zedekiah. Because the Bible says, if you submit to Babylon, your city will not burn. You will not die. Your people, your children will not die. He didn't obey. And maybe he's one of the reasons we can blame. We don't see the temple now. So the question is, would you want to be like Hezekiah? Would you want to be like Zedekiah? Sounds similar. Hezekiah, who brought his problem to God and prayed before God. And God showed his miracle wiping out 185,000 soldiers overnight without them fighting at all, not even leaving their city. That's what happened to them. Or like Zedekiah, who's been going against God's will the whole time when there was a clear word of God. What if, what if, if, the, the God, if God sends a prophet to you, to your door, to your bedroom, and deliver the message, hey, this is what I want you to do. Would you believe that? Would you obey that? Would you go against it? That's what Zedekiah did. When God delivered a message to his bedroom, to his house, to him personally delivered a message, and Zedekiah said, no, I don't want to do it because of his pride. What is your choice? Do you want to be like Hezekiah or Zedekiah? Do you want to fall into the hands of man or the hand of God? May God bless us as we choose to follow God and as we choose to obey God. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, how many times do we trust the world over your word? How many times do we choose to listen to the sugar-coated message that Satan throws at us instead of the clear word of God? How many times do we follow the example of Zedekiah disobeying God's prophet? Help us to humble ourselves. Help us to listen to the word of God. Help us to go to you so that your word can be fulfilled. May your blessing can be upon us. Help us to trust you. Help us to give up ourselves. 
help us to come to you just like Hezekiah did. Bless us now. Bless your people. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up.